The aim of Black Mental Matters is to tell experiences with honesty. Therefore, some discussions may trigger an adverse reaction. If a discussion is beginning to upset you, we advise that you please stop listening and talk to your support team. Black, I mean back. <laughs> How you doing, everyone? It's Black Metal Matters. I'm Vince the Voice Bailey, along with Makiba Reed Johnson. We're working hard, folks, to you know, get rid of that stigma of mental health in the black community, let you know you're not alone. You know, the stigma of mental health ain't new to the black community. Dr. Martin Luther the King Jr. himself reportedly had severe depression during periods of his life and refused psychiatric treatment, even when urged to uh, seek the care by his staff. Unfortunately, that scenario continues to be common today. It can be traced all the way back to slavery, you know, bred from misconceptions that slaves were not sophisticated enough to develop depression, anxiety, or mental health disorders. Bred from that kind of historic misconceptions, we learn to ignore it and call it stress and just being tired. Well, listen. We know that that ain't the case. Each one of us folks can make a difference in the lives of black folks who need mental health support in your families, your friends, your churches, everywhere. So today, it's very dear to Makiba and myself, we're gonna talk about getting rid of those barriers and moving forward to great mental health outcomes. It's Black Mental Matters, starts now. Welcome again to Black Mental Matters. It's Vince the Voice Bailey along with Makiba Reed Johnson for three. <laughs> How you doing, Makiba? I'm doing pretty good, Vince. Thanks a lot. How are you? Very good, very good. I appreciate you again. For those of you that don't know, uh, Makiba is just a, a wealth of information. What, what are those credentials again, um, I have a master's in public health master's in public administration and a bachelor's in social work and in social work so you you know found out early on in your life that you wanted to help folks yes. and you went forward got the credentials <laughs> and uh so that's why again i'm just so uh, thankful and honored to uh, you know know you, Thank you. first of all, Likewise. and then uh, have you you know working with the uh, Black Mental Matters Project. Absolutely, you know, we, 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 we're helping. We, we're helping folks. We are. And I, I wanted to uh, just take a moment to say thank you. Uh, I don't know if you've looked at the stats lately, but our SoundCloud. I mean, we're getting a lot of listeners. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah. So awesome. y'all need to let us know though. That's you right. Know, hit us up. Let me and know. Subscribe. Subscribe. All that stuff. Yeah. Uh, info at Black Mental Matters. Dot com send it to us so today uh, Makiba we want to talk about uh, something I know that's dear to your heart mm -hmm. and that is you know these uh, barriers that people are finding as it relates to getting mental health treatment right and uh, so first let, let's identify some of those barriers and then we're going to also uh, give some solutions some things that they sure. can do to get past these barriers so what, 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 are, what are some of the barriers beyond just the oh I ain't crazy yeah barrier, <laughs> you know? right um well, I just want to start off just to say that um, around 56% of people with mental illness um, do not receive treatment. 56%? 56% of wow. those with mental illness do not receive treatment, Vince. And what's startling in that is that um, people who you know usually think about mental illness are thinking about you know the extremity of it, um, you know um, paranoid, schizophrenia, right. um, you know those types of behavior disorders. But even you know with depression, anxiety, 
um, you know, bipolar disorders. I mean, people need to realize when we're talking about mental health, everybody has it. Mm. Just like you have, everybody has physical health, everyone has mental health. And you need to start asking yourself, you know, how you're measuring mm. your mental health. The same way you can go to the doctor and measure your blood pressure and, you know, your cholesterol levels. You need to be assessing where you are emotionally. Are you feeling satisfied every day? You know, do you wake up with energy and excitement, you know, or do you feel like not waking up at all? Like you need to start realizing where you are with your mental health because everybody has it. So, so is the question then, uh, to to just put a check on it right quick is how am I feeling? Is it as simple as that? Well, it's how you're feeling. It's how um, you are perceiving the world. I've mm. used the um, analogy of sometimes depression feels like you have permanent sunglasses on. You know, mm. it can be beautiful and sunny outside, but you still have this kind of dark cloud uh, that's hovering over you yes. um, because it's your perception of your environment around you and how you are reacting um, to stressors or things that are around you and then you're unable to enjoy the mm. things that would normally give you enjoyment. So, you know, they're having a, a party and everyone's having a good time, mm -hmm. but you sitting over in the corner, right. you just ain't feeling this thing and it's your party. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm okay. sorry, that's funny. <laughs> no, I mean, but uh, those are some of the scenarios right. that come no, up. You're so, right. so if that's happening, then mm -hmm. it's, ooh, I need to take a moment and get myself uh, right to just to do a um, check in. And with a lot of people of color, we need to start redefining what our metrics are. Um, you know, when people measure their success, they're looking at, you know, their bank statement, um, their um, investment portfolio, um, you know, how many assets th that they have. You need to ask yourself, what are you using to measure your level of happiness? Is it you know, your level of education? Um, is it, you know, what zip code that you're, you're living in? Mm. It needs to be some deeper um, identities or some deeper things that you are connecting with and measuring. You should be feeling like you enjoy being a part of the world mm. on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm. So if you do that uh, assessment of yourself and mm -hmm. you find that, um, you know, hey, I, I may need to uh, seek some therapy, seek some help. Mm -hmm. um, let me see. First of all, I don't want to go. I mean, I'm, I'm scared. Uh, right. You know, I don't want to be considered crazy. Mm -hmm. I don't want, you know, you know, I'm just going through the typical black man like I am thing. I don't want folks to think that I got a problem. Absolutely. Uh, what else? You know, oh, will my insurance yeah. pay for this? Right. So you're touching on the barriers, mm. um, which... Um, universally, they are, like you just mentioned, the stigma, mm -hmm. um, lack of access, you know, especially in rural areas. You know, mm -hmm. there aren't that many therapists in rural areas, there aren't that many um, treatment centers. Um, not knowing where to start, uh -huh. um, that's a big barrier to treatment. The high cost of treatment, the insurance requirement, mm -hmm. um, the long wait. You know, sometimes if you... 
finally do go through that process, you get the therapist, you get them on the phone, they can't see you till March. Because they're a good therapist. Exactly. And everybody is coming in, so they can't, ooh. And right. so what do you do yes. from January till March? Right, especially if you are ooh. not in a good headspace. Okay. Right. Um, and also, I, I, I just mentioned the, the lack of mental health professionals. Mm. You know, that's also a problem. And then you add, you know, the culturally competent you know, um, therapists and, and, and psychotherapists out there, there just aren't that many of them. So there are a lot of barriers to treatment. And then, you know, you've got the extended barrier or the, the additional barrier of, of race. Mm. Well, that's uh, one of the things that we, you know, as a group, our Black Middle Matters group, what we really wanted to uh, have an impact on is getting more young people to see this as a career choice. Absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, uh, being therapists yes. and, and, and things like that. That could really uh, yes. help in that regard. Yes, uh, yes. And, you know, for everybody out there listening, if you are able to encourage a young person to, you know, pursue a career in mental health, please do so. You know, if you are, you know, a celebrity and you are able to, you know, um, give scholarship funds to, you know, to incentivize students of color to pursue mental health um, professions, please do so because there does need to be an increase of persons that are coming into the field that need to be studying it now for it to make a difference in the future. And particularly uh, those uh, of color. Absolutely. Just like uh, your regular doctor, I know there are folks well, you, you hear about it probably more so uh, from the uh, Caucasian race, the white folk. They don't sometimes they don't want to see no black doctor. You right. hear that? You hear that right. more often. Yeah. You know what I'm right. saying? It could be just as much in the in the black community, but you hear about that a lot, especially mm-hmm. in the older, you know, folks. You'll hear a story. It may be viral right now of how the old man say, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm I'm not seeing no black doctor." Exactly. Uh, you want to see somebody that looks like you and can understand you right. and, and that kind of thing. It has the language, the has, cultural language, mm-hmm. and point of view. Yeah. That that you have as well. That's that's very important. Um, I thought it was interesting to find out that white people are the only racial group in which the majority of people with severe psychological distress get treatment. Say that one more um, time. Yes. White, th- there's a study um, that found that white people are the only racial group in which the majority of people with severe psychological distress get treatment. And more than half of people facing severe mental illness who are black, Hispanic, or Asian do not get it. Mm. And that, um, you know, has to do partially with the stigma of just, you know, black people not being comfortable even talking. Like, you know, a lot of black youth talk about, and there are memes all over the internet, you know, talking to a black parent about mental health is like talking to a, a brick wall. Wow. You know, they're going to default to where well, you got a roof over your head. Yeah. Well, you got, you know, the lights are on. Man up, boy. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there, are that, there's that initial um, barrier that black people have to get over. And um, once they're over that barrier, then they've got to face the universal barriers. Well, I got to take my hat off if I had a hat to white folks. 
folks because when you see, you know, celebrities, whatever, when you hear, they're like, hey, I went to go see my therapist and uh, blah, 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 blah. Right. And I'm feeling good. I was listening to, uh, was it uh, one of those uh, the great uh, NPR hosts that make $400,000 a year? And she was like, hey, no, I go to a therapist now. I don't yes. know what you're talking about. Right. You know, and you would think that uh, she's on top of the world. Mm -hmm. No shame in the game, folks. Absolutely. Right. Right. Yeah. But what we do need to realize is that it, it is a privilege mm. to have to have the ability to see a therapist uh -huh. and not everybody has that access to therapy. Mm. Again, this is Black Metal Matters, Vince and Makiba, and uh, we're going to take a short pause for the cause. We're talking about those barriers to treatment, mm -hmm. particularly in the black community, but we're also going to talk about, you know, what you can do to overcome these barriers. So you don't want to go anywhere. Keep it right here. It's Black Metal Matters. Black Mental Matters with uh, Vince The Voice and Makiba Reed Johnson. And today we are talking about barriers to treatment, uh, barriers, you know, folks, because again, I'm hard headed, just like everybody other black man out there, you know, it's got to be falling apart for me to. But then when I want to go and get some help with this, it's not as easy sometimes to access. And so that I know is a, a big uh uh, thing for you and, and uh, so so let's talk about again these 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 barriers that are out there sure um so so Vince um you know as you know as, as we've been talking about you know seeking therapy and you know applauding people that you know say that they have therapists now you know we have to take into consideration that that is a privilege okay um, a lot of people do not have health insurance mm. um, some people do have health insurance but the health insurance does not cover mental health to the point where they can afford the um, service. Um, there's also, and I didn't know this until recently, but there's no such thing as an insurance covered annual mental health exam the way there is the physical exam. Ah, wow. Right. So that would be a great starting point for people to have that annual exam. Then there lies your metric of, okay, this is where I should be, but this is where I am now. So I need to start seeking some treatment. It's interesting you say that because uh, my wife has a, a new employer and uh, they have a, they actually have a great insurance thank God uh, program and uh, I have to go for a wellness I'll tell y'all about that next week <laughs> uh, but, but before they even got into asking me about my physical they had me go through this how do you feel about this how are you feeling so they they were kind of they have the EAP program you know employee right. assisted program yeah I thought that's, that's really a, good it, it kind of sort of good kudos to <laughs> <laughs> I was like why are they asking me that's all these questions good. how would you describe yourself jovial uh, serious you that's know they had excellent. a whole laundry list of uh, questions so yeah you know that, that's good for me but a lot of people as you say uh, don't uh, have access to, to, to health insurance. So what can you do? Uh, what resources, what opportunities are there out there for folks who don't have insurance? Sure. Um, well, first of all, you should seek in-network first. If you do have insurance, okay. you should begin your journey to wellness on your health plans website. Um, if you don't have insurance, there are some federally qualified health centers, um, some local social services agency. Um, if you're a student, 
whether in high school or college, they do have counselors there. They do have, yeah, yeah. The right. College, a lot of students don't take advantage no. of, the, of the stuff at, at right. college. I remember telling my boys, you know, go down that man, you there. It's free 99 right now. Free 99. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I never used that one. Yeah. That's a good one. But, but you know, a lot of times, and I don't want to divvy off the too much, but a lot of times the attitude in college is, I just want to get up out of there. No, you realize and utilize every Absolutely. resource they have there while you're there yes. and they have access because to Because you're paying for it You're paying for fees. it as part of it. So, and, and mental health services is a part of that. That's a good Absolutely. one. Absolutely. That's a good one, yeah. A- yeah. Absolutely. Um, you can also ask um, therapists, you know, that you are interviewing or, or, or getting in contact about a sliding fee scale. A yeah. lot of them won't advertise that on their website or on their, their page, um, but a lot of them do offer um, sliding fee scales as low as $10, $20 per hour, just oh, depending wow. on, you know, your, your income level. Um, a good suggestion is to call NAMI or to, to contact NAMI, the National... N-A, yeah, go ahead. Yes. Give that acronym. Sure. It's it's the National Alliance on Mental Health. Um, mm-hmm. You can text NAMI mm-hmm. to 741741. They have a lot of resources. Uh, I, I look to them, uh, you know, when I'm doing research or just... Yeah. They have a lot of resources. I know here in this uh, Atlanta area, they're close to the DeKalb. They're in DeKalb County, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, they work closely with the uh, mental health courts and everything. Absolutely. So They'll be on the show soon. Oh, excellent. I was going to ask that. Oh, yeah. They'll be here soon. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Awesome. Um, also, Vince, your, um, excuse me, your local training institutes may provide free sessions for up to two years. You say training. Yes. Um, the um, lo- Your local psychological, psycho psychoanalytical training institute, which is basically the organization um, locally that is certifying your health professional, your oh. clinical psychologist, your psychiatrist. Okay. Um, those entities generally require the patient to commit to three to five times a week um, for psychoanalytic therapy sessions over a period of at least one to two years. And that's to benefit the training of the student. And of course, that student has already completed a certain level of academic requirements and they are supervised and um, you are getting the same level of treatment that you would get if you were getting um, you know, treatment with an LPC Almost or a psychotherapist. Almost like uh, when you go to a, uh, a beauty school to get Absolutely. your hair done, you know, something that would have cost you from a licensed beautician uh, uh, exactly. $120, you're getting it for $30. Right. Wow. Yes, yeah. yes. And then you're also, if you do that, you're also then, you are helping to... Um, train right to get more people interested Mm. into becoming psychotherapists because you're then helping the academic side wow Mm -hmm. i like that one a lot write these down ladies and gentlemen write these down (laughs) right um also um university hospitals like emory um and nonprofit organizations are often eager to put students to work um, for a low fee. Uh, most qualified training hospitals have a department of psychiatry and outpatient psychology, and those programs offer low or f- low or free or sliding fee scale um, fees. When you said a university, is that the, is that the, the, the same as like a state? Uh, like a, co- a state right, college yeah. university? Right, uh, so, so, right, so um, any... 
university that has, say, a psychology program. Okay. You know, they are offering that PhD um, to those students. So those students have to be getting that type of training um, by having the exposure of training or or conducting clinical sessions. Okay. So they have to recruit clients for that. Okay. Um, and like I said, that's a very controlled, a monitored program. You will be seeing somebody that's at a very high level caliber of, of professionalism and credentials. Now, with now that. Th- that one seems to be... Uh, uh, within reach for a lot of folks Absolutely. that one right there so so let's make it plain for them again if mm-hmm. there's someone in your family or yourself that is needing some mental health treatment you don't know where to go that local university hospital absolutely right yes right or any university system or that you can contact the head system. of that department the head okay. of the psychology okay. department um, or public health you know as they have it Emory can also link you into those those mental health professionals as well. Very good, very good, very good. Yeah. Again, these uh, barriers to treatment beyond, just like you say, beyond the stigma, mm-hmm. which uh, you know, unfortunately, is 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 such a uh, barrier mm-hmm. uh, uh, in the black community. What did uh, Doctor Pivot? You know, snitches get stitches. Don't <laughs> yeah, you be telling right. that your daddy crazy? Right. You got Uncle Junior up in the club <laughs> in the attic and everything. But look, some folks, we can get some help. And uh, when we uh, come back, uh, we're going to give you some more uh, tips and tricks on how you can get that help. Keep it right there as Black Mental Matters. Black Mental Matters with Vince and Makiba, and uh, today we're knocking down those barriers. I know they're there. We're knocking down those barriers so that we can get some help in the black community for absolutely. our mental health. Ain't that right, Makiba? That is absolutely correct. You told us a couple things, a, lo- a number of things that we can uh, uh, do, and uh, that uh, you know, if you're serious about it, there are resources out there. Mm-hmm. One of them, uh, Makiba. Uh, and uh, you, you, you're seeing it on television, like this talk space, and there's I've seen a number of ads on television. I got to do more research, mm-hmm. but uh, um, you know, ways to access therapy using technology. Now. Right, and that that's very beneficial, Vince, because you're meeting people where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people think that therapy is inconvenient because mm-hmm. you've got to schedule it in the day outside of work. Mm -hmm. You've got to make time to go there. You've got to come up with an excuse to your employer as to where you are. Um, And those people are providing services that help people um, to overcome a barrier, which is the access of it. You know what, when you just said that, I feel so guilty because that would be me. (laughs) What, you want me to go down there? You want me to- to 85 North. Go down, to go downtown. Got to pay for parking. Now I'm talking about my mental health. (laughs) You want me to do all that? Oh, that. See, right. I I think the biggest barrier is ourselves. Yes. Right. Right. Yes. The biggest barrier is is you. Yeah. Um, and your perception of where you are and how hard it is to get therapy sometimes. And sometimes it just takes you just taking the first steps. Right. Right. Without thinking about it. Right. Right. And I mean, you may have to do a little digging. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to find. Uh, the person, the facility, the program, what have you, but they are out there. Right. And that's what we're talking about here. Yeah. And we were just talking about, um, you know, people that are having a hard time paying for it that mm. because of, of lack of insurance. Um, and um, 
with that, you need to see if you can't, if you don't have insurance, you need to see if you are eligible for, for Medicaid. Mm. Um, and that is um, income-based. So um, a lot of people aren't even thinking about that, but that, that also is an option. Um, a, a, a very um, commendable organization that I'm, I'm really, I give a lot of kudos to is the Open Path Psychotherapy Collective. Okay. And that's a nonprofit that matches middle and lower income people and families with affordable mental health services and education. So um, that is sort of like a referral service, but it's based upon your income level. So they're going to match you with somebody that they already know that you can afford to see. Because because that's also a, a barrier. Sometimes you will, you know, be looking for mental health treatment or a mental health uh, professional, and then you find this person, and they're $150, $150 per hour. Right. And you know, a lot of people can't afford to pay that, and a lot of people are cutting back on their number of sessions because of the cost per session. Yeah. So when you're able to remove that barrier, you have a lot, um, a lot more access to a lot, a lot more treatment. And of course, there's a number of uh, numbers out there. You know, 800 numbers. You know, right. Suicide uh, prevention mm-hmm. lines, and and there there are others that are, uh, you know, uh, just around just about every. Um, what a diagnosis or, or, or what have you, a uh, laundry list of numbers. So that's at least at a minimum, uh, perhaps there's someone on the other end that could give you some um, direction. Uh, you have the Psychology Today right. uh, website, you know, when you're talking about looking for, for therapists and mm-hmm. things like that. But um, those those numbers can be of, of, of help for sure. Sure. I mean, I, I just want to give the Open Path Collective 1-800 Please. number. I mean, if I can, it's um, 1-800-268-2833. Okay. Yeah. All right. Open path. All mm-hmm. right. And um, again, as we said, you know, it, it begins with you. Mm-hmm. You, we are probably the biggest barrier to getting this uh, this help in our uh, community. Uh, this the stigma is is false. Absolutely. You know, it's it's nothing wrong with uh, uh, seeking help, and especially when it's uh, yourself or someone that you love. So. Um, what else you got, Makila? I'm sure. We... Well, just, you know, to like you were talking about the, you know, the suicide pr- pr- prevention hotline. I don't yeah. have that number with me. I should. We'll give um, it to them. Okay, great. But if you are desperately in, in need of immediate care, mm-hmm. you need to um, physically visit a community mental health clinic or call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you feel like, you know, if you're having suicidal ideation, that's not something you can wait and address if you are, you know, planning the methodology to, you know, to um, execute your suicide. You need to seek treatment immediately. You cannot wait. No, you can't wait. You can't wait. I would dare to say also that, uh, you know, within the faith-based community, that, uh, you know, I've learned of, of various uh, ministers. Uh, who actually started out, you know, with psychology and then went to theology school or something like that. So I would not be afraid if I was you to uh, ask my minister if there was some assistance uh, or some help that they could refer you to. And and, uh, I'm understanding that that is becoming Mm -hmm. uh, more... um, what a, a topic 
in in the black church now. Right. And and a lot of churches are providing counseling services to their members. Mm-hmm. So that's something that's brand new and that's also, you know, the um, treatment barrier, you know, the access. You are already in church, you already have a relationship with the people that are around you and you're more comfortable to to talk about you know where where you are mentally because it's tied to your spirituality as well. Yeah, I think that would be uh, outstanding, and you know, then there's some people that hopefully I'm sure they do care about you a whole Absolutely. lot because <laughs> she got that same outfit on she wore last week. <laughs> right. We got to keep it light, folks, because I mean sometimes it's a heavy topic. Yeah, it's a heavy topic, uh, but but boy, when uh, the, the things are done right and people come out on the other end, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, it's no better feeling uh, than, than, than that. So, absolutely, uh, Makiba, I think uh, we, we were giving them some good stuff here today. I think so, too. I, I just think everybody needs to, you know, walk away with, you know, from this um, podcast with, you know, the question in your mind, where are you with your mental health? Are you where you want to be? emotionally and and mentally are you feeling good when you wake up in the morning Mm. you know and if you are not feeling like you are operating at you know maximum capacity or where you really should be you really need to start looking at that Mm. thanks so much Makiba Mm -hmm. thank you all for listening and uh, we'll see you next time we'll hear you next time we'll talk to you next time (laughs) see you online yeah oh what's that hashtag Black Mental Matters. Oh, it's not uh, Internet Hell. I saved my life. Ivania, Ivania, what's her name? Oprah. We'll see you next time. Bye. (laughs) Hi, this is Makiba Reed Johnson, and I'm with Black Mental Matters, and this is Makiba's Mindful Moment. We've been talking about barriers to treatment, and with that, we've also discussed how sometimes you can be your greatest barrier to your own emotional health and and mental wellness. So what we wanna think about is, how much are you really putting forth the effort to make those changes and take those necessary steps to get your mental health to the place where you need to get it? How much of yourself is in the way of where you need to be? And that sometimes comes into you comparing yourself to others, you not being comfortable with being honest with where you really are, you not being comfortable with expressing or disclosing that you're dealing with depression to the people that are the closest to you that will support you and help you get the help that you need. So you need to make sure that you kind of check yourself and make sure you're asking yourself, how much am I putting myself first and really being honest with myself about how I need to address my mental health and how I need to get out of my own way?